QVC Quality Violent Cinema. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the fourth episode of Quality Violent Cinema. Once again, I'm your host, Ian, with your other host, Christian. And we are going to be coming at you with an episode about musicians and horror. And that's a pretty broad statement right there, but mainly we're going to be going over musicians that maybe started directing or producing, writing, conceptualizing ideas for different kind of horror-related projects, like documentaries or shorts, or maybe they just come out with a, like a compilation DVD that may have like music videos, or maybe they try to do some sort of plot worked in like a feature film so it's going to be a lot of different types of things revolving around musicians yeah i want to get into some early stuff one of the really early ones that's really nice uh really good is performance 1970 um it has mick jagger in it and the whole plot is the gangster gets caught up in some um things that he gets to do with the gang he's involved with and has to go in hiding and he finds an apartment with mick jagger and tries to play off this whole I'm bohemian, I'm not a gangster, whatever. Um, but he ends up in the renting the place, um, ends up tripping um, shrooms with them, and kind of like finds himself in it. But it, it gets really extreme and crazy. Um, and the music is awesome. And then another one going into early stuff, um, we're going into rock and roll, directed by uh, Cliff A. Smith. Um, it has Deborah Harry in it. It's got Iggy Pop. It's got Lou Reed. Um, and then one of the characters, Mock, um, is actually crazy. He was, they had other people that were possibly going to do it. It was David Bowie, Tim Curry, Michael Jackson, Mick Jagger, who we were just talking about, and uh, Sting, but they were way too expensive. And another really good mention for um, early representations of this um, uh, Kenneth Anger, who's absolutely phenomenal if you want to combine the concepts of Satanism and just being an actual radical um, in, the, in, in the gay community too and represented in the film community. But he started doing a lot of uh, experimental uh, music um, and there's a couple of things he's worked on. So he's a good representation for uh, early movies that do this. Cool. Yeah, it's all stuff I need to check out. I haven't seen any of that, honestly. So. Rock and Roll is something I've always wanted to see because Unearth put it out a while ago. And I just remember seeing the Unearth label on the DVD and being like, this looks a lot different than anything else they put out. And now yeah. it's like super expensive, right? Yeah. There, I mean, there's three different versions, luckily, because there's um, so you can find different variants. But yeah, but each one of those variants are close to $100 to find um, and also just hard to find. So even if you have the money, but they are on eBay right now. So if you want to get some. <laughs> So let's go into like some more modern, like, you know, 80s, 90s projects that um, this is like when, for some reason, like musicians just got really edgy, you know? Yeah, in the 90s especially, it was like, there's a bunch that came out. And, you know, it was a lot of, you know, you heard them on the radio and stuff like Nine Inch Nails, Danzig, Jane's Addiction, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, when you actually go into the work, it's, it's pretty it's pretty dark, you know, and a lot of it traveled in the bootleg market. So let's go over some of that stuff. Well, the earliest one I wrote down was, uh, sorry, Kiss Napoleon Goodbye, uh, 1990. Um, and it has uh, Henry Rollins and uh, Linda Lynch. 
uh, who's from like Sonic Youth, um, Teenage Jesus, and The Jerks. But it's kind of weird because there's a couple of films that kind of came out around the same time, and Richard Kern did The Right Side of My Brain, um, who also has Henry Rollins and Linda Lynch. And a very, very young Henry Rollins, so it's crazy to see him with long hair and he's missing a few tattoos and um and then the kiss napoleon goodbye you even see like a sex scene with henry rollins which is kind of just off now like thinking who he is now that is really weird <laughs> yeah um but it, it's intriguing for sure yeah. um another one that came out in the 90s was um christ the movie so it's uh based off christ the album from crass uh, but they kind of came out with a experimental documentary, kind of had a mix of you know some of their music and things, and but just like a bunch of obscure um, shots of war and different things. I got to see that because I love Crass, and I could imagine the vibe that they bring, just super dark and yeah, nihilistic. Yeah. It's hard to explain, but it's good. It's good. All right. Cool. Um, then getting into a little bit more. Um, and we, like you mentioned it before, Trent Reznor and. Um, he oh, came yeah. out with Broken. It was pretty got, got pretty notorious, and but the thing is, it never got to seen the light of day. Um, and Trent Reznor actually put it out himself eventually, and um, basically made it a legal copy for everyone to um, torrent. Um, and that's the only copy you can get is the one that basically got put out by. Yeah, him. there's a website that's streaming. Well, there's it. a VHS, sorry. There yeah, was. there's a website that's streaming it uncensored. Um, I forgot what it was called, but. And, you know, some people have uploaded parts of it to YouTube. But back in the day, uh, from what I've read, it was really sought after. I I heard mixed things that you could, like, buy it at bootleg markets. Like, some people have VHS tapes of it. But I've also heard that it was so rare that, you know, not even the bootleggers had it for a really long time. That it was just talked about a lot. It was, like, personal friends through Trent Reznor. Yeah. And it was directed by Peter Christofferson in 1993. He did... He was in Throbbing Gristle and some other industrial bands. Mm-hmm. So it's just crazy because each segment, it's a different song for each uh, each song on Broken. And they all vary in styles. Like a lot of, like some are more music video MTV style. Well, some actually got passed. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, I think the happiness and slavery mm-hmm. that actually made it to MTV cut. There's some stuff in there I think that they very censored. very little amount. Yeah. yeah. Later on though, you have like different. There's a couple of scenarios that are, resemble snuff footage, um, and oh yeah, the whole cutting his dick off and then there's like letting it spray over his face. Yeah, and then there's you know there's that one. It's almost just a short film because Trent Reznor is not even in it, but like. It's black and white, and the guy kind of go walks into a torture chair. Actually, I think that was happiness and slavery. Um, and he, uh, you know, has this chair that kind of comes alive and just does all this masochistic stuff to him. And he seems to be enjoying it, but it's like, yeah, like you said, like mutilating his genitals and stuff. Yeah. And then getting into another one that kind of was trying to do that. It wasn't a full thing, but Danzig's uh, It's Coming Down. Um there's you know a bunch of different versions of it, but if you get the whole unedited, it's got some crazy stuff, and which is really funny. When you were mentioning it too, just talking about how how you know anti-gay he you know Danzig wants to like hold himself, and he but yet he does all these like weird 
dick mutilation videos. I'm like, okay, it was like pretty homoerotic too. I mean, because there was a lot of like, I mean, not that this is like directed. It wasn't like doesn't seem homosexual whatsoever. No, no, no. But I mean, there was a lot of like men in leather getting like spanked and with like you know whips and stuff. Hardcore bondage. Hardcore bondage against men, and it just felt a little bit like. You know, not. I think Danzig now would be like, "That's gay." You know, like get that out of here. But you know, the worst part of that though, we watched that together. Henry and Glenn forever. Yeah, last week Christian and I got together. We we watched as much of this stuff as we could together, and we watched that music video. And there's a scene where um, there was what I thought looked like a sewed up vagina, and I'm like, "Ooh, that's intense, a sewed no. up vagina." And then they clipped the the um, they clipped the little sutures and. A penis pops out, and it was just somebody. <laughs> yeah, they sewed the balls over his dick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's there's gonna be a lot of genital mutilation mentioned in this episode because for some reason these artists are all about it. Um, especially when we get into more some more shocking stuff later down the road. But yeah, that it's coming down video was pretty extreme, even for us. You know, did, did that have dick nailing in it? No, oh. there was definitely some piercings of stuff, but no, not not getting into what we we're talking about later. Oh, okay, so yeah, it's uh, a good one. Uh, yeah, no, and another one came and kind of came out the same year. Broken was Gift. Um, Perry Farrell and his uh, wife at the time, or um, came out with it and they directed it. Perry Farrell of Jane's Addiction. Yeah, of Jane's Addiction, and um, it's crazy because it basically they made it to help them cut the addiction of heroin so he is basically the the girlfriend or the wife is um dies of a heroin overdose and it's perry Farrell dealing with this and and he like takes the body into the shower and makes love to it one more time and and then he makes a mural of her body and then eventually calls the cops once he's made the mural but then he gets arrested over it and it's fucking gnarly that sounds awesome yeah, Jane's Addiction's good. They're one of those bands I always forget about, and then when I hear them, I'm like, oh, that's good. <laughs> I like it. Ice T's in it. Yeah, no, Ice T's in it. They well, it's very light. It's so they do. I forget who originally does a song. I'm not going to quote it, um, but it's "Don't Call Me Whitey" and "Don't Call Me," you know, whatever. Um, but it's that song done with Perry Farrell and Ice T going back and forth. It's Damn. actually a good song, but. See, I'm a huge Ice T fan. Yeah, like, I love Body Count, Ice T, you know. Yeah, no, it's during the time of yeah. Body Count, so that came out during the time that he was doing Body Count. Oh yeah, gotta check that out now. Yeah, another thing came out that year was Hatred, the Gigi Allen uh, Murder Junkies documentary, which, if you're going to talk about you know musicians of being completely, you know, crazy and um, cutting themselves on stage and defecating and throwing feces on people and trying to rape the audience. Yeah. Trying to rape the audience. Like he's nuts. Like I, I'll go to certain shows. I will never, even if I know he's dead now, but I, I'm, I'm good. I'm I don't want some random fucking guy. Well, the murder junkies shit on me. Murder junkies still play in the area, uh, which is crazy. Really? They? Yeah. Uh, I've actually, I, maybe, I think they're from Portland. There's like, I'll see murder junkies by themselves. Just no GG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're not that good though. So, oh, okay. I mean, they're just like a, a mentor's ripoff, and the mentors aren't that good either. So, um, but yeah, I I remember that used to be a pretty big deal. Like for some reason, a lot of my skateboarding friends in the like late '90s, early two thousands, uh, were always talking about Gigi Allen. I remember we rented a copy of that once, and 
was like pretty extreme for us back then. Like, holy crap. Like we knew he was messed up because of his lyrics, but this is like a whole new level. Yeah. Talking to a whole new level, we might as well get into, um, uh, kettle cadaver. Oh yeah. That's Uh, something that we both just figured out about. And it was a rabbit hole that we both went down on that one. Yeah. No, Gigi Allen, you're cool and all, but my God, like, that's yeah. dark. Yeah, Kettle Cadaver. Uh, the singer's name, Edwin Garshan? Garshan? Yeah, he has a weird name. Edward, Edward, Edward Deathsaw Gershon is this crazy dude from California. There were this California band. They started off kind of doing death rock style, like Christian Death and 45 Grave style. And then yeah. they went more into like a Misfits Rollins band style, a little more polished. But throughout their career, they were known for having, like, the most dangerous shows. And a lot of that danger was because the singer would hit people with spiked bats. He'd punch them in the face. He'd have chainsaws on stage. Well, most of the stuff was self-inflicted. But, like, like he, he got almost arrested and, and charged for uh, murder for, his, for himself because he was going to commit suicide on stage and people were about it they're like yeah dude let's let's watch this and it never happened but like but he was going for it and the people were going there to see it it's fucking yeah. nuts. very similar to Gigi allen Gigi mm-hmm. allen also planned to kill himself on stage and it's kind of weird that both singers actually died um Gigi allen overdosed and then uh edwin was edwin killed himself yeah. yeah he killed himself and um it's just crazy, yeah. Like the Taste of Blood is their first documentary, and that covers a lot of their earlier career. But the music videos are awesome. It's not a documentary; it's just more the footage of it. But yeah, it's him like nailing his um, dick and for uh, onto a, a two a by four piece of wood, and then he and just, then he performs while his dick's all nailed. And not only that, like he's got s- syringes taped to his fingers while he's performing on that show. As well as and his... And having needles in his arm, like actual... Yeah, and shit. and his lips are also chained open to a crown of thorns that he's wearing on his head. So he's bleeding all over the place. Yeah. He shows his mouth live on, on TV or he, live on one of the A few shows, shows like, he stapled shows. his mouth shut and then ripped op- ripped his mouth open yeah, like on gnarly. stage. It's, it's gnarly. Then I thought that was bad, like... Yeah, there were some other cool videos with some pretty extreme stuff. A lot of a lot of it is just him cutting himself and like stapling himself. But then I saw another video uh, which is called um, "Among the Living," I think, and it's a little bit longer. Like the first one was twenty minutes, and the second one's like thirty-five minutes. And he full on uses not I don't want to call them heroin needles, but I'm sure that they were used for that at some point. Uh, and screws and bolts and makes his nutsack into like a oh, brain oh that's the one where the cop like somebody came into the bathroom and saw them doing that. yeah a little kid walked yeah in oh it. almost did the yeah. kid almost did but the, the father came in first just to see what the commotion was and was glad that his son didn't come in to see god that. and it was crazy like there's also like we're going on about this but it's really something if you like extreme footage like you got to check out kettle cadavers work um but there was also a lot of dead meat on stage and there was like supposedly he like fucked a dead coyote on stage and kicked a cow head into the audience and it's just crazy but then um one more thing on kettle cadaver documentary came out in 2016 directed by jai love it's actually australian produced so it's really hard to get in the states um 
and we both watched it last night and holy shit were we depressed afterwards <laughs> yeah i mean the first part of it you know just more live performance but then it gets into like the life of his mother and fuck like just fuck i don't even want to get into it and it's... not just that but everyone he knew in that town had a really tragic story yeah and it really rough. it just goes to show where a lot of that energy came from and you know he just talks a lot about how he heard all these musicians when he was younger, like Slayer talking about blood and death and stuff. And he's like, well, fuck this. That's all fake stuff. I'm going to make a real, I'm going to make real. Brutality. Has that guy actually been to war? Yeah. That's what, that's what his dad's his <laughs> Vietnam stepdad told him. Like when that he guy like, hasn't seen war. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that documentary, if you get a chance, it's really hard to find, but if you get a chance to watch, uh, it's called dead hands, dig deep. Um, very depressing watch. Um, Christian compared it to black metal veins, which I heard was also very depressing. So. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it's it's just yeah, it's dark. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty callous to that kind of stuff. But I felt like crap after I watched Deep Dead Hands Dig Deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and going into uh, Roz Williams is definitely in that scene, and that's of Christian death. And uh, Pig is definitely something to bring up uh, right after that. Is uh, Nico B. He also did one three three four. Um, it's not as extreme for sure, but he has his, you know, a lot of, uh, general mutilation, but doesn't like, like a lot of sewing, but doing from like, it'll sew the nipple to the penis and like, I don't know, there's like, and the, but there, are, he's more of a visual artist and a lot of his work and his collages and uh, like Roz's collages are kind of like mixed into it. Um, so it's kind of cool to see a lot of that. Um, but yeah, it's, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, but really he actually artsy sorry. and surreal. Um, yeah. But it also, it has, it's kind of crazy. It's like a perfect mix of Broken from Nine Inch Nails and Kettle Cadaver. Like if you put the two together. If it was done very beautifully yeah, and done exactly. as an artistic piece. Yeah, a lot more artistic. Is, yeah. But it also, Roz Williams died the year that Pig was released, which is crazy. And then that's partially why 1334 was made. It's kind of like a montage of that and appreciation to or, you know, respect to him. So we got another good guy. To, I mean, you want to talk about... Um, uh, he's basically the French Gigi Allen, and that's uh, Jean Louis Coutts. He's nuts. So he we brought up I think this movie before, and uh, I love Snuff, uh, nineteen ninety five. But he's come up with a bunch of stuff. He um, he has his own thing. You can find it. Um, it's um, just kind of like this random collaboration collaborations of his extreme music and his performances. And but he'll defecate on stage and you know play with it whatever just like really gnarly stuff and um and so he's not afraid to go there um and people even said he's you know like Gigi allen is like a walk in the park in comparison to him um i haven't seen a lot outside of i love snuff um i've been interested to pick up some of his live performances and trying to get into some of his other stuff but um, I just haven't gotten around to it, but it's, and it's also really, really fucking hard to find. And then like the last one kind of in that whole goth vibe, fucking groupie from Marilyn Manson, which you think is real. I think there could be real. Um, but it's, I think he, yeah, there's, there's definitely a, a video of VHS cause I, I, obviously there's a clip of it. So there, obviously there's something of it. He didn't just make a clip of just that. There's obviously 
a piece that he worked on outside of it. And you can, it's really zoomed in. Like they edited it so you can't see the whole frame. Yeah. And so, so I you can't tell what's going on really. But the way that it's shot seems that he obviously made something. Is it as bad as it is made out to be? I don't think so. Um, you I should think explain he, that's what we saw. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of, what we heard and what we saw. Right. So he's, I think the reason why he's not pointing it out is also just because of everything's going on with his life. But he, it's kind of like shot like a, he's making a video and there's some people in this house and it's like a house party. And there's even speculation that Andy, you know, Andy, no, Andy Dick's seen it, but he's like, but he's a party with him apparently during that time, which is fucking weird. Um, but it was a lot of just people just hanging out and they go to the basement and this girl's tied up and they have some big surprise for them. And so, and then they basically just torture the girl in front of all the guests, um, as like a thing. And he like pees into a cup and he drinks it and makes her drink it. And there's like all this other stuff. And, and so, but apparently what's the big speculation is just like, she didn't agree to like any of this. And he basically just like forced her to do this and then and there was only like a couple people that have seen the film which is Annie Dick is being one and um a couple other peep peeps and so that's where the speculation comes from of whether it exists or not because there hasn't been that many people that apparently have seen in the full thing but he was supposed to come out with it but then it never happened and then with all the allegations I swear Andy Dick sitting on a treasure trove of yeah, stuff that could don't be piss to off the crap Andy out Dick, of Marilyn Manson. He I feel like you. Marilyn Manson's not the only one because think about how many people you've seen Andy Dick with in Hollywood. Yeah. Right. He's I bet he's just like undercover. He's like, a village bicycle. Yeah, he's <laughs> village bicycles. <laughs> That's how he talks. Um yeah, Andy Dick's probably got some pretty incriminating evidence on Hollywood. Uh, probably a lot of fucking people. He yeah. just seems like that type of person. Oh, I won't say nothing. Believe me. Yeah, like, believe me. <laughs> um, yeah, so the video we saw was what what was described of Groupie was only in the last probably 30 seconds of the clip we saw. We saw somebody uploaded a like a tour documentary from Marilyn Manson where they're kind of doing a lot of backstage antics, a lot of throwing up and like breaking stuff. But then at the very end, you see this, like I said earlier, is very zoomed in shot. So it's not the original footage. It's edited. So you can't see the whole frame and it's cutting away a lot. And there's a just woman screaming in agony in the background and Marilyn Manson just saying like, shut the fuck up, bitch and stuff. Well, I think is I wouldn't have believed it in, in, unless I heard all the allegations recently. And I was like, oh, fuck, no. Actually, I mean, because that's exactly what he, they were explaining. It was like the girl would felt like the, they would, would kidnap her and, like, lock her up and basically, like, treat her like a like a sex life almost. And, and so to hear that and then to see this movies out for that same thing, I'm like, hmm... Yeah, I feel like too real. I feel like like not to be a narc or anything, but in this case, I feel like it's warranted. But like maybe investigate what that last thirty seconds that's on a YouTube video could possibly be. Well, I guarantee it's only on VHS, and so that's why it's not. It's never been put out. Yeah, and he was luckily he got like during this time where there wasn't a lot of ripping of things. So like, if that had come out during this time, that would have been pushed out. Like you try to put that on, you know, like 
Twitch or whatever. Already on, like, oh no, yeah, yeah. So pretty sure there's some truth to that last thirty seconds of that clip that we saw, and that could have been part of Groupie. Um, but what's in the full movie of Groupie, I don't know, and I don't even know if it could be called a short film or if it was just a strange porno that he made. I don't know. Yeah, and I'm sure there's other stuff that he's come out with that just is never going to see the light of day. And his, but he's also know. a tool bag. Like he he did a lot back then to perpetuate that he was the most evil man alive. So right. that it could also be part of that, like the whole story. Yeah. So, yeah, let's move on from Marilyn Manson. Um, We're going to some films. Let's go to Twisted Sister. Yeah. Let's talk about Strangeland. That's a crazy movie that I haven't seen in a long time, but I do own it. I do want, and I've been wanting to rewatch it lately. And it was, it had a lot of scenes of like what people call torture porn nowadays before torture porn was really even talked about. I think the only scene that really kind of like creeped me out is when he's like behind the body and they're like, going into the room and you can't tell if it's real or not. And he's just behind the dead body and then drops it. And that scene was definitely kind of like, what the fuck? Cause it came out around the time that like scream was really popular. And you know, like there wasn't a lot out there that was super extreme. Like before, you know, the early two thousands when, yeah, cause yeah. it's 1998. So it was before hostile and saw and all that stuff, but it did have some like really graphic. It was a lot more brutal than any normal horror movie at the time. I have to say, Dean Snyder's acting is horrible. What's up with the poetry? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you expect though? But he's, you know, he's a legend. No, true that. But yep. And then uh, going over to let's see, we got some, we got some stuff kind of out of uh, out of order on timeline. But going up to like the year two thousand, Wild Zero, which is fucking awesome Japanese. Uh, zombie it's cheesy and campy but they just did such a good job i mean it's uh um, yeah that's why i mentioned mentioning even though it's not extreme it's just so good that yeah. it's worth mentioning and it's a guitar wolf guitar wolf's awesome yeah yeah and it's yeah that's just uh if anyone doesn't know they're like a trio rock band um they kind of do like really heavy style like bar rock style music and um it's just kind of a big promotion for them but it turned into like they were making a music video and it's one of those music videos where they're like filming it and they're like, this could be a whole movie. So they made a whole movie on it and we'll get into more stuff like that, like coming up, but it's worth checking out and it's got this drinking game on it. It's impossible to win. (laughs) So what is it? What is it it again that you have to, uh, it's just take a drink every time that the beer mug pops up in the corner screen, but the beer mug is for, happens too much like it's anytime there's blood blood. anytime there's a zombie anytime someone screams so at a certain point it's like you're taking a drink like every second so it's like stick with light beer yeah play that yeah i think you you if you play that drinking game with water you'd probably get drunk there's so many fucking parts (laughs) kombucha (laughs) yeah for sure and uh cradle of fear which we watched together last week when we were hanging out yeah that came out 2001 you want to talk about doing a better job at being like out of nowhere coming out with a film, and it was it's good. I mean, there you could definitely see where it's a little low budget, um, and some of the acting and some of the detective work. But even in saying before, it reminded me a lot of like an Italian film, 
and just the way that it was shot it just it's it, it was almost like a montage it's really uneven i feel like some parts look a little higher budget and other parts look like they just did it on like a mini dv cam in their apartment yeah they they focus on the gore a lot so the gore shots are great that's where most of the money went. and then all the other shots are kind of shitty and so yeah no 100 percent. but they so i mean like at least if you're gonna you're gonna do a, a movie like a horror movie focus on the gore i agree but yeah, and Cradle of, Cradle of Filth is a band that um, which I love and I think you love. Um, oh, they take themselves very seriously, and when you watch this movie, it feels like it's taking itself seriously, but it doesn't come off as serious because it's so cheesy. Because the gore stuff's funny. There's like remember that scene where the detective walks in with a girl with her guts open, and he just starts feeling her boobs for no reason. Right. <laughs> and then like... Or when she's pregnant. And yeah, and then... That just, like, weird fucking creature that pops out of her. Yeah, it's like a spider baby. Yeah. Yeah, also mixed... It looked like the thing sort of. It was actually really good effects. Yeah, no, but, it was really good. So all the effects in Cradle of Fear are good. Just don't expect too much good in other departments in that film because it's pretty thrown together and it's pretty long too. So there's a couple parts that you have to slog through, but I feel like it's a fun, like, if you have a group of friends, turn it on, just, like, have a laugh. Yeah, no, for sure. Another thing to bring up is uh, Bill Zebub. Um, he does a lot of black metal documentaries, but he also uses a lot of musicians in a lot of his stuff. Like, Gore has been on there, and we're going to mention that uh, pretty quickly. And so that's why I kind of bring into him. And, and he's fucking weird. Um, like I, I love his early stuff and, um, but he gets to this weird stuff later in his later two thousands where the movies are like three hours long because there's a bunch of slow motion shots, um, that are way longer than they need to be. And they and he's one of those people that like, it's uncut, but maybe you need to cut it. This is <laughs> really fucking long. Uh, yeah, and so like it's it's good, but yeah, I can't sit through some of them. That's called in camera editing. Long. <laughs> in but, camera editing is when you don't edit; you just film it the way you are going to show it. Yeah, I mean, I and I get that for certain aspects, but yeah, that was just too much in some of the stuff. Um, but going to Gore, I mean, they've come up with a lot of things like uh, oh, Phallus and Wonderland. Skullhead Face, which yeah. was my favorite. Um, it's Sleazy. It's Sleazy, which is like a, uh, it's kind of like a talk show with Sleazy P. Martini. We watched Phallus and Wonderland last week, which was a blast. Um, yeah. That had a lot of the music from the album America Must Be Destroyed. And um, Can't find special effects were really cool. And that was like self-produced by Guar, you know, like... Guar's a huge, you know, they're a huge unit of artists that work on sculptures as well as music. And so they already had all the stuff that they use in the stage show and they they just make it into like a movie and it works out pretty good. The effects are pretty bad at times when they use the green screen and stuff, but other times it's like some pretty realistic special effects considering it's Guar. Skullhead Face is a little bit higher budget than Falcon Wonderland because that's... Uh, that was a This Toilet Earth album when they made that one, which is a little bit more, uh, it's a little tighter. It has Jello Biafra in it in a fat suit, which is kind of fun. I'd recommend Skullhead Face over that. And then It's Sleazy is like a shot on video, like talk show. And then yeah. they have a few other ones too. Unfortunately, they're all hard to find. So Yeah, it's it's rare now. I mean, but you I can- I have Phallus in Wonderland, but that's about it. A lot of it's on YouTube, which is, you know, not the desired way to watch it. And But since- 
it's kind of hard to buy the stuff and support the band, then, you know, you might as well find it where you can. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, Guar's got a different singer now, but still, like, I'll support them. Anything they do, I'll, I'll try to buy it or whatever. They're great. And another band that kind of gets into they're they're definitely not so theatrical, but uh, Necroflagia. And I want to bring up uh, Nightmare Scenarios. It's awesome. It has um, like Ryan um, Nicholson does a whole thing. I mean, obviously Killjoy and Coffin Joe gets an appearance and Fred Vogel. Yeah, and yeah, there's it's a toe uh, um, toe tag production and part of the shorts because they're basically like anthology for each music video, but each different people like direct and you know Ryan Nicholson's in a lot of it and um, he's actually in it too yeah he's he, he cool. plays one of the characters yeah so it's kind of cool to see that and there's a bunch of um, different things that this band does um, like sickness which is another Fred um, work where he is doing this like documentary thing with them but it's it keeps asking he's like so is the cannibalism real is it real is it real and they're like all right, fine. You want to see if it's real? Let's let's be cannibals together. And they go and like murder someone, um, and so that Fred can have his first victim, and they um, consume the body. And you know, it's interesting. And that's like uh, goes into Mortem, which we've talked about before. Uh, August Underground too. Um, they were filming a music video for Necrophagia when they were making Mortem. And they had so much footage and they were getting way so into it that they were like, well, let's just make this into a full feature. And a lot of that footage from that video went on to make what Mortem is now, which is, you know, the most shocking of the series. Um, Killjoy does some disgusting shit in that movie. Um, So rest in peace, Killjoy. Yeah, and then um, that might let you take over on this, but um, another thing that definitely did a, a few things in it is an insane clown posse. I'm not all about the clown, but uh, Ian's all about the clown. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I'm down with the clown since seventh grade, you know. Um, they, they did a couple of different things, uh, but uh, specifically uh, Big Money Hustlers, which was made in 2000. That was um, pretty interesting. It's a uh, tribute to uh, Rudy Ray Moore, Dolomite, that era, like 70s exploitation. It's visually really cool because they shoot it on a really old style, like 35 millimeter film. So it actually looks like it's made in the 70s and they have all these crazy costumes and sets and stuff. But I mean, it's got all these cameos like the Misfits are in it and uh, Harlan Williams, you know, from Rocketman and Dumb and Dumber is plays like one of the main roles. And a lot of the comedy actually works. Um, these guys, um, you know, they're they're very hated, but they're, you know they're entertainers. They're, they're very funny. They have really good timing and, you know, they got a big team behind them for a lot of the jokes and the writing. And they even got their own, like they even hired a director, uh, John Caffiero to do that one. And then they follow that up like 10 years later with big money Russell which was their cowboy Western movie. And that one, uh, it's a lot more polished, but I mean, that one was shot on video, so it doesn't look as cool. But you know, it's got some good humor in it. There's also their their shockumentary, which is the documentary that they did. Uh, it's not an actual shockumentary, but that one's really funny. They definitely have a like a spot uh, in the horror comedy world with when it comes to music. Uh, they were definitely very rooted in horror. Um, every all their shit is is horror and way over the top, but it's also funny. Another person in the horror rap uh, category which is brother Lynch hung. I don't know. Um, 
Christian, have you heard Brother Lynch? I mean, yeah, a little bit. So I didn't get too too much into it. I mean, he's the guess what daddy's bringing home for supper? Guts and nuts of human meat, motherfucker. You know, he's a cannibal rapper and he talks about killing and eating babies a lot. Um, which, you know, at the time when, you know, stuff like Master P and, and, you know, whatever was out in the nineties was big, like, no, everyone was rapping about bling and stuff. And he was rapping about like ripping people open and eating them and stuff. And, uh, so it was really like left field and he, he gained a lot of popularity. He wasn't in the same scene as ICP, but it was kind of the same. It was a lot more serious and street style, less Mm -hmm. comedy. Uh, he, he did this one called now eat the movie, which is kind of like a shot on video, like crime exploitation. Uh, well, it's supposed to be a horror comedy, but the jokes don't really land. Uh, and the gore is really cheesy, but basically a voodoo priestess puts a spell on brother Lynch hung and turns him into a cannibal. So he like, you know, eats the people he murdered. It's funny seeing brother Lynch, like kind of not take it too seriously, but it's serious enough that, you know, it's it's fun to watch. I actually met Brother Lynch at his show when he played in our town a couple of years ago. And I had him sign the VHS. And he showed it to his wife who was sitting right next to him. He's like, oh, my God, I have not seen this since the 90s. That's crazy. And I was like, you know, you can keep it. Like, I, I, I would rather you have it if you want a copy than, than for me to take it. And he's like, no, no, you deserve this. And he signed it. And that just... Made us both smile. That's pretty funny. It reminds <laughs> yeah. me of the time that I got to shake Afro Man's hand when he after he signed these girls' tits. I'm like, oh, cool, nice <laughs> to meet you. Cause you got high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was very high. <laughs> Cause you got high. Cause you got high. Uh, another going to going kind of further on. This is going more into recent stuff, uh, and we're not going to go too much because uh, unfortunately there hasn't been a more recent. Um, but Wasteland's really cool. Um, who this is the director that did um the embalmer kiyotaka surisaki yeah kiyotaka surisaki i think i'm saying that right really yeah uh but his music by corrupted it's 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 interesting it's not my favorite out of what he's done it's kind of kind of draws out but i do like the fact that they had the band kind of like over and it's 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 a it's a good listen um but you don't really treat it as any other thing he's worked with like it's not necessarily shocking um it's a cool collab um but yeah i like that one a lot uh but going into another thing uh lords of chaos um hell yeah dude that was great and mayhem is all about the band mayhem and that's another band if you want to get into somebody like people are self-mutilation yeah and they're burning churches and you know all kinds of crazy shit um and this film has actually did a really good job um of getting really dark and getting into the life of this band um i was really impressed actually for being kind of mainstream movie it 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 did a really good job Um, it's great but anyone that that roots themselves in the black metal scene fucking hates it because to them it's not evil enough. It's too Hollywood. Yeah, but and for Hollywood is not bad. So for a Hollywood movie, it's it's as intense as some underground I, shit I that we'll talk what, about on the show. Yeah, and I get it. I get why people are like, yeah, whatever, fuck this film. But because they put a lot of comedy in there, and there's yeah. like a lot of editing that's like kind of like uh, cute 
there's some cutesy parts for you know like it almost feels like they're making light of the situation at times. No, for sure. And, and it I, was really tragic what actually happened. Oh, 100%. And it's, that was uh, Burzum fucking murdered Euronymous, which was the... Burzum kind of got into this. Uh, so Mayhem uh, used to have this old singer named Dead, and he killed himself by slitting his throat open and blowing his brains out, which that scene's brutal. And Euronymous took photos of it and like used it as band promotion. And uh, Burzum, who was, uh, what was his name, real name? I forgot, but um, Varg, Varg Verkin is fucking, you know, him and Euronymous are just having a pissing contest afterwards. Like, you know, who's the most evil? And Euronymous is more business focused where Burzum was like, no, let's burn these churches for real. Like, if anyone wants to murder somebody, let's use it as self-promotion. And like, this basically comes down to like, Varg driving to his house and murdering him and this happened in real life so also the people in mayhem are kind of pissed that uh they made a documentary making light of that because you know i don't think they loved euronymous because you know he was kind of a douche to them but at the same time like varg also is is a douche you know he's a neo-nazi now so black metal people this documentary sheds some light on how serious they take it and they yeah. take it way too far. When you're an edgelord, but you also... I think I just called it a documentary. It's not a documentary. It's a biopic. Yeah. And it's interesting when people are like edgelords, but they're also musicians because they have the right to, or like the ability to go as far as they want to, but that still gets support. And that gets dangerous. Like yeah. very, very dangerous. And this documentary kind of exposes people like that too the show that like yeah they're fucking evil on stage and like in their promotion but when they come home they put on their sweatpants and eat cereal and watch cartoons like right like just like everybody else they're not like they're not the facade that they put up well and that's why like, i think the- a lot of black metal people hated the fact that they were like trying to make black metal people look like normal people right and that's i think that's partially why like groupie never came out because marilyn manson's a poser yeah <laughs> Yeah, Marilyn Manson is a lot of things. You know, I loved him growing up, Marilyn Manson, but, you know, over the years, it's like his ego and even his music now. Like, once you start digging deep into, like, industrial and, like, goth music, like, his music doesn't hold up to, like, real industrial Ministry. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, Ministry and Sisters of Mercy and, like, all, all that fucking shit that he drew influence from, like, is so much... You know, Meryl Manson. Better than who he is. Yeah, Meryl Manson's just kind of the poster child that was like, you know, exposed a lot of Hot Topic kids to better music if they mm-hmm. went down the rabbit hole. So, yeah. Uh, so, I want to get into some people that have done a lot. And we were briefly brought into this before, is but Henry Rollins. But he's done actually a lot of other stuff, too. Like, he was... He had a cameo on Last Highway. He was in Feast. He was in Wrong Turn Two. Johnny Mnemonic. Suck. He uh, he never died. Um, yeah, he's done a lot. Oh um, yeah, and it's actually surprising. He did seeing... a voice on uh, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah. No, yeah. he's got a lot of like underneath his belt and video games too. He did a lot of video game stuff, mm-hmm. which maybe we should do a video game episode someday. Yeah, I'm done for that. Um, yeah. Especially with like the new stuff coming out from the people like that made Agony. Yeah. Um uh but no the and also Lemmy, um, Motorhead. Like he well, he mostly worked with Troma, but he's done tons of Troma. Um Terra Firmer, to- um Citizen Toxie, Return to Nukem High. Troma and usually, Juliet. Yeah, Troma and Juliet. He's always usually the narrator, but um 
But he does a good job, and, and yeah, you see him in like weird cameos all the time. He was also in Hardware, Richard Stanley's Hardware. He played the the well, apocalyptic desert merchant, merchant, which was really cool. And they used a Motorhead song. Sac- yeah, I think they used Sacrifice. In it, but, I mean, yeah. let me rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Good music from him. I like a lot of the music of the people that we're mentioning. By the way, I mean. I can listen to anything from like fucking Guitar Wolf to uh, Twisted Sister to Cradle of Filth to Necrophagia to Danzig, Guar. You know, like it's all good. ICP for me. <laughs> I think yeah. I think you dig Brother Lynch if you actually gave him a listen to because it's brutal and it's like on some thug shit from the nineties. No, I mean I had my moments of liking ICP. But I was didn't get upset. I think the fans scared me more than the music. Yeah, yeah. The, the juggalos, but mm-hmm. they're actually kind of fun to hang out with, to be honest. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but there, it was just at the time of when I was around. Like, I think ICP became very in my life when um, actually Heavy Metal 2000 came out. And I think that was actually one oh, of the yeah. early stuff when, when I first actually heard them, even was the stuff they put out on that. See, the reason I like them and I always have is because I've never taken myself seriously. And I think once you take yourself too seriously, it, it's very hard to like a band that's that you know, self-aware and goofy, um, and hated. Yeah. So Lemmy, Henry Rollins, it's gotta be. And then an ice T, which we mentioned earlier. Yeah. And he's done a lot of shows. He's done so much. And ice cube. Even. Yeah. Ice cube. Also even LL Cool J has been in a horror. Yeah. I mean, they've all done horror. Like they've all, you know, ice T was in a vampire movie that came out a few years ago. And I can't think of any. There's Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horrors, and God. he also all the Snoop Dogg movies are bad though. I like Bones. Bones uh, was supposed I to be like watch Bones. Yeah, it was influenced by 70s exploitation and horror kind mm. of, but like the cinematography and stuff. But comes off as like a modern 90s horror movie, and those all had that look to it. That's, like that random one where that racist guy shoots his dick off is kind of cool. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So I mean. Going into like some music videos, we've also been kind of exploring music videos because a lot of what we mentioned are we have the DVDs and have a lot of music videos on them, but there's some just like standalone music videos that we've watched um, over the last couple weeks. Uh, the one that a lot of people recommended to us on our page, so thanks for the the tips, um, everybody that ch- chipped in. But cattle decapitations. Forced gender reassignment. Yeah, all this <laughs> stuff is crazy. I'm surprised it's on fucking YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube, and like, man, it's got some of the most extreme footage that I've ever seen. Um, it starts off with a dude like going to an abortion rally and like shooting at some people, and then kidnapping the rest of them, taking them into a basement, and like doing like all these disgusting experiments with all these tools. Like, there's a part where he puts like a a meat shredder up someone's butthole and it shows like the inside of what's happening. And like, there's a lot of like genital mutilation and yeah, I mean, it's called forced gender reassignment and there's a lot of that too. So that's some over the top shit. Like if you want to get like some really, and the song is really intense too. Like it's just constant, like metal in your ear. ear not as crazy and not as metal, but um good reference to talk about is uh the band all leather. Um, they got some really interesting videos that kind of, they're not as like as raw, but there's definitely some interesting shit that they get into of like anti-meat and just the way that they pursue it. And it's it's interesting. Crapping out hard boiled eggs. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's, you know, I don't know if I mentioned it before on the podcast, but 
not a lot goes too far for me, but eggs, it's one thing I can't do. Like the smell of them, everything, it makes me throw up. So, I mean, I can't someone watch. Someone pooping out eggs sounds yeah, worse. I can't watch Pink Flamingos. I don't Are think. They? Yeah. I know. I've, I have seen it, and just the eggs part is the part that bothers me. That's funny. Me. That's like the least part that worries me. No, it's <laughs> the fucking eggs in that movie makes me sick, dude. Um, and yeah, anything with eggs, especially hard boiled, those things smell so bad. And like, I did get a little grossed out when you showed me that video. So. Also, uh, Orworm from the band Cephalic Carnage, which was interesting. We watched that one, which is kind of just some people having sex, and then they start smearing their blood and fecal matter on each other. And then the guy eventually, like, rips his stomach open, and, like, a bunch of worms start coming out of him. And eventually a bunch of worms come out of his dick, and his dick blows off. And I'm like, how is this on YouTube? Because it's, like, almost a hardcore sex video with a ton of gore uh the band Duran gray they're kind of known for shocking stuff they're from japan uh their video obscure was a pretty big deal online a lot of people like high school back in high school people would pass that around on the internet and very low quality and now it doesn't really hold up too well but it's got a lot of gross shit like a lot of blood and and sexual bondage and all that kind of shit Something gonna mention that uh, has a lot of. It's, I wouldn't say they're filmed, but they use a lot of montage of uh, mixtapes. Is a lot of power violence uses a lot of pretty graphic stuff. And if you get into their music, if they ever do come out with music videos, they're usually pretty much like compilations of a lot of, um, especially death like death footage and stuff. Yeah, and like vegan bands like Earth Crisis or like a lot of. There's a lot of vegan power violence bands. But uh, they use a lot of like slaughterhouse footage too, because they're just kind of pushing the PETA agenda. Like while they do their their stuff, yeah, which is crazy hearing from PETA because PETA comes out with the most fucked up films more than anybody. Yeah. Then um, something that I have, I have the Necro Gory Days, Necro Gory Days uh, DVD and CD, which is kind of a mix of like some short films he filmed in the '90s as well as some music videos. But the music video from him that got the most attention was the I need drugs video where he rented a a hotel room in a crack house and brought his uncle and his uncle's friend to they're both kind of old skinny men both heroin addicts and he's just shooting filming them shooting up heroin while he's rapping and there's even a part where he puts the needle in his uncle's arm and pushes pushes the heroin into his uncle's arm while he's rapping a line it's very disgusting. It's all shot on VHS, so it just got this nasty look to it. And then, you know, at certain parts, they're like, both his uncle and his friend are like in a K-hole on the floor, just like about to OD pretty much looking. So that was interesting. And he had, he's always gone for shock. I mean, if you know anything about Necro, uh, he doesn't try to make friends. Like he's he does whatever can push the envelope. So all of his videos are really offensive. Especially this song of his, Human Traffic King, which is based on Bloodsucking Freaks, which I've talked about before on the show, which is that trauma movie about the dude that's, you know, kidnapping women and doing like a gore show on them. Great A torture. Yeah. And he, he basically just reenacts that movie and it's really disturbing, but also kind of entertaining and all of his all of his videos. He has some animated videos that are really gross. Also, uh, Jimmy Screamer Claus, who we've talked about on the show before, uh, which is the animator who did When Blackbirds Fly and Where the Dead Go to Die, did a bunch of videos for a hip-hop duo 
called Butcher's Harem. I use hip hop loosely because their vocals are like this when they're rapping like this. And it's like almost death metal vocals over hip hop beats. And uh, their videos, though, the Screamer Claws did, are just so over the top, especially Snuff Porn Holocaust, which is on the Serbian film. We watched that one of the first times we hung out. Yeah, it was the first introduction to them. And it just pushes like every single taboo and envelope and gets so nasty. I mean, there's even, yeah, I don't even want to give it away, but check out Snuff Porn Holocaust. I think the only way to see the uncut version is on Newgrounds.com, which a lot of his work is on there because a lot of his work is too disgusting to show on YouTube. Or by the Serbian. Blu-ray. Oh yeah, by the Serbian film to Blu-ray, which a lot of people do have now. Well, it's out of print, I think, right now. But yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, I was just gonna say, uh, Brother Lynch Hong uh, did the coat hunger strangler videos, which were you know kind of like snuff, fake snuff videos. And then you know, in the early days of uh, horror rap or horror core, some people call it. Uh, there was the Flatliners. Um, they have this video called Satanic Verses, which is really cool. They're just in a graveyard, like eating gore and stuff. And the Grave Diggers did um, Diary of a Madman and 1 800 Suicide. So if you know Wu Tang, you know the Grave Diggers. They're like the horror version of Wu Tang. Um, but yeah, their videos were really cool. And uh, both Flatliners and Grave Diggers and Brother Lynch, they all had their videos banned from MTV. So the only way to get them were to buy their, their videotapes. Yeah, actually, one we forgot to mention, which is probably a good thing because it sucks anyways, uh, Veronica from old Glenn Danzig. Oh, shit. His first notorious film that was supposed to be the, you know, the best thing ever and got a 1.9 rating system. Um, it's awful. Absolutely fucking awful. Um, I wanted to like it. I can't. Yeah, I, I didn't even watch it. I just watched a couple parts of it. The acting is bad. The effects are bad. The only thing that is good about it, it looks like it's the same case with his next movie, which is called Death Rider in the House of Vampires, which is supposed to come out later this year, um, is the cinematography is pretty good. Uh, yeah, and I thought the same thing too, but uh, but it has nothing else. The lighting and stuff. Um, but that doesn't hold up if you know the acting's bad and the script is bad. And, I mean... Uh, what like half the or I think ninety or something percent of the cast is porn stars. I mean, you know, maybe. But still, like, I don't think I'm ever gonna watch Veronica. But I think I'm going to watch his new movie, Death Rider and the House of Vampires, because it stars the main star is a cowboy, and it's played by Devin Sawa, which is fucking weird. Eli Roth is in it. Julian Sands is in it. Yeah. Um, I mean, fucking. That's crazy. Uh, Danny Trejo. (laughs) I guess sometimes you just have to get a shitty film out and then maybe you'll start taking. Yeah. Just imagine he's such an asshole. Like imagine like being on set and having him directing you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He probably just has a little Danzig fit like every 10 minutes, like stomps off set like, no, you're not doing it right. And he probably has a a person that calms him down and brings him back out. Because when I saw Danzig live, that's what he did. (laughs) Probably is Henry Rowland, like, talking to him. It's okay, dude. Yeah. Henry Rollins always grounds people, brings them back to... (laughs) Gets them back to life. Cool, yeah. I would say that's about all we have right now. Is there anything else you can think of? No. I mean, that's pretty much... I mean, there's there's probably so much um, more that we can talk about and... Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some people, a lot of people and musicians that are talked into the extreme cinema. Definitely. Yeah. I think 
edginess comes along with edgy music and like visuals when you when it comes to the visuals they just you know it's almost like making a short film you know you can make a short film but you don't have to worry about the dialogue you just use the song as the dialogue and you know you can pretty much just use your creativity and go as far as you want when it, especially with bands like cattle decapitation like just seriously going for the cold like i would say that video is more extreme than any movie i've ever seen so and also Screamer Claws, Jimmy Screamer Claws is just... He, yeah, a lot of the stuff you showed me, I was like, yeah, this fucking this holy is shit. crazy, yeah. especially on YouTube. Yeah, I don't even like hope that never gets flagged. So check check out these videos while we're mentioning them yeah, now. Yeah, before because, we cause a flag. Yeah, because who knows? You, you never know when they're going to get taken down. Um, cool. So yeah, that was episode four. Um, once again, you can check us out on Anchor. Uh, just search us on there. Uh, search for us on Spotify. You'll find us. Uh, we still haven't gotten on Apple yet. We have to get a few more listens. No, we're on there. Oh, we're on Apple now? Yeah, we're on Apple. Oh, hell yeah. That's news to me. Um, yeah, and a lot of people seem to be listening now. We looked at the numbers, and thank you guys so much for checking our show out. Like It means a lot. I know it's kind of a niche kind of thing, um, having these podcasts. Uh, I do want to give a shout-out real quick to uh, my favorite extreme horror podcast. I've been listening to them for uh, seven years now, I think. It's Bind Torture Cast. Uh, without them, I wouldn't have found a lot of the movies that I've found, um, a lot of the extreme horror that I've been exposed to that nobody's even heard of when I bring them up is because of Chris and Luke over at BTK. So thank you guys so much for that show. Like This show wouldn't exist um, on my half without you guys also uh our homie jonathan doe yeah we're actually next uh episode we will be having jonathan doe uh talking about some bootlegging yeah and he's got a great podcast i don't know if he's still making episodes i haven't seen one he of is uh oh, i mean he does stuff here and there yeah. he's got his future production for coming out he just came out with barf bunny uh which just got um finally uh, sent in so if you pre-ordered it you know expect it soon his podcast is great too. He's got somehow managed to get some really cool interviews with like an actor from Cannibal Holocaust, a real grave digger on there. He got a real cannibal to talk on there. So a cannibal that just got out of jail. He had, um, uh, Fred Vogel. He did one with Stephen Biro and Marcus Koch about the American Guinea pig. And yeah, it's really cool. Cause Stephen Biro goes in like the history of Guinea pig. So you learn a lot on the Jonathan Doe podcast. Um, and his his channel, Cinema's Underbelly, is a really entertaining channel for its reviews and stuff, too. So, cool. Keep up the good work, uh, Jonathan Doe over at Petrid Productions. Um, that's going to wrap it up for us. Thanks again for checking us out, guys. Uh, it means a lot. We're really new to this. Uh, check us out on our Facebook. Add us uh, on our podcast page, Quality Violent Cinema. And also join our group where we have discussions and kind of bring up stuff from the episode so you can kind of chime in and talk to us before we record yeah that's that's about it for me yeah no thank you very much all right thanks guys
Monster Man. I am Monster.